Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes podcast. I am your host, Tim Gorton. Uh, unfortunately, again, Quinn cannot be here, so it will be just me again. Uh, a few things that we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to talk about Patriots Raiders and their upcoming schedule. We're going to get into the uh, the Celtics and some of their, their last matchup and uh, against the Mavericks and their uh, their upcoming schedule as well. We also talk uh, some some movies in this one. Uh, we have a review of Thor Ragnarok and uh, a preview of uh, some movies that are going to be coming out pretty soon. So let's get right into it. We are going to start with the Patriots versus the Raiders, and the it was pretty it was a pretty much a blowout the entire game. Uh, the Patriots won 33 to eight. This game was in New Mexico, where uh, the the Raiders were technically the home team, but it definitely did not uh, result in an outcome that they would like. So as I said, the score was 33 to eight. Patriots had control the whole time. It was seven nothing at the end of the, at the, end of the first. Um, it was ten nothing at the end of or no sorry it was seventeen nothing at the end of the uh, first half. And then the Patriots would go on to score 16 more points in the second half, and Oakland only scoring 8 points on a uh, touchdown and 2-point conversion in the fourth quarter with about 5.20 remaining in the uh, in the game. Um, to me, it w- this wasn't really... It wasn't really a game in which the, the Patriots showed... Uh, that it was their dominance that won. It was more the Raiders just not showing up. Like I don't, I don't know what their problem has been, but I mean, mainly I guess it's their defense. But they've had some struggles on offense. Uh, Marshawn Lynch finished with 11 carries, 67 yards, which isn't too bad. But he didn't find the end zone, so it's not. I mean, it's not a bad bad game at all for really for for lynch but it's not great um Derek carr finished uh 28 for 49 237 yards passing a touchdown and an interception and he he looked okay um he, he threw the ball almost 50 times so i mean that's you can't really have that i mean i know you're down the whole game but 50 times that's crazy to think about um, the, re- the leading receiver for the Patriots was Brandon Cooks, who had six receptions, 149 yards, and a touchdown. And the leading receiver for the Oakland Raiders was Michael Crabtree with six receptions, 51 yards. He was Him and Lynch looked pretty good out there. Uh, Amari Cooper ended up getting the touchdown pass from Derek Carr in the fourth quarter. But I think uh, minus, in that, minus that touchdown for uh, Amari Cooper, and I think he had one big play where... The uh, I think the defense just got kind of misplaced or out of place or out of position. Um, if you take away those two plays, he really didn't do anything, uh, in my opinion. Uh, one of the big storylines from this game was actually uh, Steven Gostowski hit a 62-yard field goal uh, to end the first half, and that was that was probably one of the longest field goals I've seen, other than I think I've seen... I think maybe I've seen uh, Sebastian Janikowski kick that was around the same yardage, but the only reason why Gostowski made it was because 
there in high altitude and the wind just took that thing a mile he could have probably made it from a little further back to be honest too um but hey credit to him he made a 62 yard field goal that not many people can say that um touchdowns for the patriots came from brandon cooks on a 64 yard pass from tom brady which the raiders defense just let him sit wide open 60 yards downfield um and then danny amendola had a five-yard touchdown catch from brady and Dion lewis had a 15-yard touchdown catch from brady as well brady finished 30 for 37 339 yards passing and three touchdowns crazy stats for him he still almost threw the ball 40 times and Dion lewis finished with 10 carries 60 yards so he pretty much finished the same as lynch which is weird because if the patriots were in control of this game you would think Dion lewis would have more carries than just 10 um i mean he had less than lynch which i mean that's just weird to me but hey they got the win it's all that really matters in this game and uh they they go on to pretty much play their division they have the dolphins coming up and then they have uh they have the steelers once they have the bills twice they actually have the dolphins again and then they have the jets so i i could really see them finishing the season winning out i don't i don't see so yeah their schedule is actually it's actually miami buffalo miami pittsburgh buffalo and then new york so i i mean i don't know that i could see them winning out i really could their their division doesn't scare me the only thing that does scare me i will say is that the the dolphins the dolphins defense not that they're scary but like they could they could do a dirty play on brady or on someone and really mess with the patriots season I know we have Brian Hoyer as our backup, but, I mean, he hasn't really proved that he can do much yet. I mean, he came in against Oakland, but just to hand the ball off, so I don't really see him doing much. But that's that's the only thing that scares me. I mean, they have the Dolphins have Kiko Alonso, who pretty much, I think he's injured two quarterbacks. I forget who uh, the Dolphins just played. Uh, but... I know that Alonzo was responsible for the hit on Rodgers that put him out for, I believe, the season with his, I think it's a collarbone injury. And uh, I think last game he had a pretty a pretty close play with, uh, with the quarterback of the other team. So that's one thing. And they also have Ndamukong Sue, who you can't, you, you can't, you can't trust him at all. I mean, he hasn't, he's been pretty quiet lately, which is a good sign for him. I mean, but he still, I mean, he also hasn't done. He hasn't been as uh, as good as he was in Detroit, but he's he still can be dirty. I mean, he hasn't done anything in a while. Like I said, he's been pretty quiet, but still, he's he's capable of doing it as he's shown in the past. And you play him twice coming up, and that just kind of makes me a little nervous. Uh, I mean, the Bills they just announced earlier today that Tyrod Taylor will be their starter coming up into this week. So that means that the Bills will probably look like they have the previous time this season with Tyrod Taylor under center. Um, they just had, uh, I think it was, it was Peterman. 
Uh, he threw five interceptions against the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor came in and made that game a little closer, but they still got destroyed by the Chargers. Um, so the, the Bills, there's something there, but I still think the Patriots would beat both of them. The only team that makes me a tiny bit nervous that they can actually beat us is Pittsburgh. When I know their defense has improved, their offense has been as explosive as it ever has been. But I think the Patriots can not only match their offensive explosion, but they can also exceed it. Um, and Steelers' defense, it's gotten better, but it still does not scare me at all. We still have Brady picking apart defenses, so it, and it, so it really doesn't... It really doesn't affect me or affect them that much, I would think. The only thing I will say too is that facing the Steelers that week, we actually play we play at Buffalo, at Miami, then at Pittsburgh. So three away games in a row may do something to maybe the morale of the team or something, but I'm, I highly doubt it. This Patriots team's pretty uh, pretty uh, strong willed through that stuff. So I think. I think they'll be all right with the three home, three away games. And they finish the season with the Bills and Jets both at home. So, yeah, I think this Patriots team could definitely definitely uh, run the table and finish with only two losses on the season and go into the playoffs as a one seed. And especially if they beat if they beat Pittsburgh, that will put they will that will get them out of the tie that they are with with the Steelers right now for the best record in the AFC. Um, and we will get first seed in the in the playoffs. So I think we'll get, I believe it's a first round bye and home field advantage throughout, which would definitely help us, especially if we had to play, say, Kansas City, because um, that's another team. Those are the only, I would say Pittsburgh and Kansas City are the two teams to watch out for in the AFC that could possibly beat us. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, those, I guess those are only, really two teams in the AFC that could beat us. I mean, Jacksonville is a little scary, but they have to get to the playoffs first. Um, yeah, the Chiefs and the Steelers really are the only two that really kind of make me nervous, especially playing at the Chiefs. Um, and then uh, some interesting news came out <clears throat> over the week where uh, Brandon Cooks said that he hopes to, his goal is to finish his career in New England which would be that would be pretty nice i would i would like having him play here for the rest of his career um his his time here has been has been pretty good so far uh he's got right now he's got 45 catches for 786 and four touchdowns so i mean that's not that's not that bad that's only that's yeah that's through 10 games that's I, i like those stats Sometimes it shows, or sometimes he doesn't really show up. But I think that's just a matter of us not having Edelman. I think if Edelman Edelman was playing right now, I think Cooks would probably have more catches and more yards and more touchdowns. Um, Just because Edelman kind of provides... I feel like Edelman's kind of Brady's like either first or second look after Gronk or before Gronk, and then there's Cooks. So it kind of forces Cooks to be our number one wide receiver. So, I mean, he goes up against better cornerbacks and stuff like that. But if Julian Edelman was around, I think I think most people would try and go to him, like uh, put their number one cornerback on him as opposed to Cooks. Um, 
but I, I could be completely wrong on that. But he Cooks is also only 24. So, I mean, he has plenty of time left to, to go wherever he wants. And for have, to have him say that his goal is to play the rest of his career here is uh, is pretty special. So hopefully, hopefully he actually can. Uh, I think it's going to be a matter of money, not on his end, just on the Patriots end on how much they want to give him for his salary and stuff like that. Because we all know the Patriots are pretty pretty strict when it comes to their cap room and what they do and stuff like that. Um, and then also in other news, we got some uh, NFL Hall of Fame uh, semifinalists that has been released. Um, and there's actually a few Patriots that have that are actually in it. They're in the uh, the 27 semifinalists for this year's Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, we got Randy Moss, Richard Seymour, and Ty Law. Um, for uh, for Randy Moss and Richard Seymour, this was their their first year that they were eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. So uh, again, it's the semifinals. So the the amount of players in the there that are in this are going to be cut again in January down to 15 people. Um, I would say off the complete list, but it's a pretty good amount of players. Uh, someone's just to note: there's uh, Tory Holt, Edron James, Terrell Owens, Simeon Rice. Uh, Heinz Ward, Brian Erlacher, Rondé Barber, Isaac Bruce, Brian Dawkins, Roger Craig, Jimmy Johnson, Ray Lewis, John Lynch. There's some pretty good names on here, and I don't know. Um, after the 15, is, uh, I don't know if it goes down more than that or not, but still I don't know where they're going to find or who they're going to take off that list because honestly I, I feel like most of the people on there deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But again, that is just me. All right, so we're going to move on to the uh, the Celtics now. So the Celtics just played. Their most recent match was against, or why do I keep saying match? Their most recent game was, uh, was against the Mavs, which this game went into overtime, and it got a little scary, uh, especially to a Mavs team that's 3-14. and 14. At the time, uh, that's not not too good. Um, one of the things that did that kind of hurt the Celtics was, uh, and I'm going to say this, and people are probably going to realize what I mean by it, but um, one of the things that hurt the Celtics was definitely the shooting of Marcus Smart. He uh, he still, I mean, he's trying to score. I can't really blame him for that, but. There, it gets to a point where you're just saying, "Stop shooting the ball, please." Um, other than that, he's he's a good player. It's just his shooting percentage is just disgusting. Looking right now, he played 35 minutes. He shot two for 11 from three, and three for 15 from the field. He was four for four from the free throw line. He finished with 12 points. Two steals, eight assists, three rebounds. So he had a good stat line. He finished with a plus 15. But that field goal percentage is just is god-awful. And he needs to... I don't know what he needs to do to figure it out, but he needs to do something. 
Uh, one of the biggest takeaways in this was Kyrie Irving finished with 47 points, one steal, six assists, and three rebounds. He had himself a game. He uh, he ended up changing his mask. He had broken a uh, a bone in his face where he had to wear a mask the night uh, the game before this one as well. Um, but he didn't like it because he couldn't he couldn't see as much. So he changed masks to this one that he had on during the Mavs game, and he just he went off. It, it certainly seemed like it, it helped him. He was five for seven from three. 16 for 22 from the field and 10 for 11 from the free throw line. So he got to the line a lot, again, which is good, easy points. Um, They were away in this one. Um, And another another thing I would say is Jalen Brown finished with 22 points. I think that's a few games in a row now where he scored over 20 points. He also had nine rebounds and one steal. Um, looking at the, the stat lines for the rest of the team, they actually rebounded the ball really well. Uh, Jalen Brown had nine rebounds. Tatum had nine rebounds. Morris had nine rebounds. Horford had eight. Uh, Irving had three. Uh, off the bench, the two or three highest people were uh, Baines, uh, Tice, and, oh, man, I can't I can't say his last name. Ojale, I think that's how you say it. Uh, they all had three rebounds. So it was a it was a it was a good good all around game. Uh, the Mavs definitely have some work to do ahead of them if they want to do anything this year. They probably won't because they're they're probably gonna try and tank and try and get a good draft pick. Um, if I were them, that's probably what I would do. Uh, the thing is, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know what position they would draft. I mean, they just got Smith Jr. who's Who's a pretty good uh, point guard for them? He's he's actually I actually like him a lot. Um, they still have Nowitzki, which he could be. I mean, I guess uh, I guess you could draft his position because it looks like you need some power forwards because they they only have uh, they have Nowitzki, they have uh, Powell, and they have uh, Max Kleber. I think is how you say his name. Um, and I don't think really. I mean, Powell's done okay but he's not a starter by any means or at least a daily starter um so you might want to get someone in that can replace Nowitzki because he's probably going to be leaving soon you also have Noel but he didn't he didn't play but he's pretty much a he's your center um so I guess yeah if I guess I'd, I'd probably I'd probably go with a power forward that can replace Nowitzki or a uh yeah no I, I would do that I, or a shooting guard but I would probably stick to trying to replace someone for Nowitzki for now if they were to do that if they're not trying to tank then they need to do something quick Uh, maybe make some smart trades I guess but I don't know who you would trade off that roster that anyone would really give you something for other than Nowitzki I mean maybe Wesley Matthews you're not going to trade Smith Jr. because you just got him you could trade Harrison Barnes I mean he had a pretty good game against the Celtics here 31 points two assists six rebounds you could do that, but I don't, I don't see them doing that. I feel like they're going to try and just maybe not intend to tank, but they're not really going to be that upset if they do. Um, so, yeah, and then the uh, the Celtics, they will go on to play. They play Miami tonight, um, so that'll be a uh, another interesting game. They always play. They tend to play Miami pretty well. 
Um, and this is actually going to be in Miami, so it's going to be another away game for the Celtics. And uh, the Celtics are actually on, still on the same streak that they have been on, a 16-game win streak ever since going 0-2. Um, this game could be very interesting. It could come down to the wire. The uh, the Miami Heat are seven and nine. They're three and five at home. The Celtics are sixteen and two, nine and one away. Game starts at seven thirty p.m. and they actually go up against uh, an old player for them, Kelly Olynyk, uh, if he's going to be playing. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good good game. I I think the Celtics will win, or at least they should win. They're favored by two, so it's. The last time they played, the Celtics won ninety-six to ninety. So uh, that was in that was in Boston. So actually, no, sorry, that was actually again that was at the Heat. Um, so I yeah, I think the Celtics will win. It won't it won't be a a uh, a big win, but it'll be a close one. But I definitely think they pull it out in the end. They got the experience. I think that's on their side. Uh, the only thing that makes me nervous is the uh, the Olenek and Whiteside pairing will be a pretty good matchup for the Celtics. All right, now we're going into our uh, our more category or our anything category, I guess. Uh, we're going to be talking some movies here. So uh, I think it was um, it was last Wednesday. I went to go see uh, Thor Ragnarok, and uh, pretty impressed with that movie. It's a, it's uh, it's definitely a good movie. They introduce a, a few new characters, and I don't know if they'll be around again. I think, I think they should be, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything about movies for them or anything like that. Um, but it was definitely a good movie. I'm trying. To, I'm gonna try not to give away a whole lot so that you guys can. Uh, definitely have time to go see it it's been out for a little while now it came out november 3rd so most of you have probably already seen it i thought it was a pretty good movie i think it's it's up there on my list for marvel movies it's definitely it's not the top one but it's it's definitely up there my top one is uh captain america civil war um but this one's uh it's probably second or third on my list it's definitely um definitely a cool movie the only thing i, w- I would say that wasn't bad about it. It was just kind of interesting, but it seems to me that the Marvel movies are kind of trying to, they're getting, they're like posters and everything for their movies are getting a lot brighter, like neon-y. And it's just, it seems like they're trying to go back into like the eighties or something with like some of the color schemes that they have. Um, and it, it's, I feel like it's been that way since like guardians of the galaxy came out. And I don't, I don't know if they're intentionally doing that or not, but that's just what it feels like to me. I, I mean, even the some of the guns that they used in Thor Ragnarok, they shot out like these weird. I think some of them were like neon green or like they were just like weird guns, which I know there's technically like alien guns, but it's just everything super neon-y and like it just reminds me of like the like an 80s theme or something like that and even like the poster that i'm looking at right now for ragnarok it, it looks like an 80s type design um not that, that i mean that doesn't 
take away anything from the movie. It's just a kind of like a, a thought process, I guess, or a thought about the movie. It was definitely good. It was your typical like Marvel hero movie. Um, a lot of good good fighting in it between uh, some of it between uh, Thor and Hulk, which is pretty cool to see him in this movie. And they also uh, they also explain why the Hulk wasn't there for uh, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, in this movie, which is pretty, it's pretty. I like how they do that. They explain things like that, um, and you also find out some things about Thor. Um, and I think one of the best uh, casting. It wasn't. Not, it's not really specifically for this movie, but uh, Tom Hiddleston. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, is an awesome Loki. Like I. I I don't really know much about him, but he he plays an awesome Loki. I will say that right now. Um, but they also introduce, like I said, they introduce a couple new characters, which I really like. Um, I like two of them. Both of them are good characters. They're not bad guys that you have to uh, that you'll see again. Um, but they're 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 good good guys in the movie. You might see them uh, if they. I'm assuming they're going to come out with another Thor. Uh, or if they don't, you might see them in another, like an Avengers type thing. The two characters I'm talking about. I hope you do see them more. Uh, one of them is actually a pretty big name actor, so I'm assuming that they're going to bring him back for, uh, for something else. He had a, it was a, it's kind of a smaller role in this movie, just because I think it was kind of like his, his characters like, kind of coming out type thing. Uh, so we'll see what they do with that. But it was definitely a good movie. I do say that you should go see it. Um, it's still out in theaters right now. It's probably not gonna. It's probably gonna be out for a little while longer. So definitely go see it when you get the chance. Also, a new movie coming out that I cannot wait to see. We may have discussed it in our first episode with me and Quinn, um, which is the new the new Star Wars. I saw. When I saw Ragnarok, I saw another preview for, for the new Star Wars, and I cannot wait for that movie to come out. Uh, I'm actually I'm going to be gone on a vacation for a couple weeks. When I come back, the new Star Wars is coming out, and I cannot wait to see it. When I come back from my vacation, all I'm going to do is watch the Star Wars movies in order of how they're supposed to go. Not in order of how, how they came out, but in order of how they're supposed to go. And then I'm going to go to theaters and watch this one. And it's just going to be amazing. The The new trailer for it looks great. And I will probably not have a bad word to say about it after I see it. Um, the last one was definitely uh, not... Well, Rogue One was definitely it was, was definitely good. But uh, the, the one before this one was just was awesome. So I'm, I'm hoping I got... I got high hopes for this one and I think it will live up to those expectations and I cannot wait to see, uh, to see the, um, the original actors in it again from the, the older movies. Um, as we know, this is, this was Carrie Fisher's last, last film. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, also, a few of the uh, the stormtroopers. I think I've I think I've figured out who they who they are because usually some of the some of the movies that they've done they've 
they put some big name people in some of the stormtrooper outfits throughout the movie. Um, one of them so far that's rumored is uh, is Tom Hardy is one of the uh, stormtroopers. Also, two other ones are uh, the two um, princes from uh, from Britain are supposedly uh, stormtroopers as well. I think they were. I think they're going to be in a scene with. Um, uh, uh, for some reason, oh, with Finn. I don't know why I couldn't think of his character's name. Uh, they're going to be in like a an elevator with Finn, uh, guarding him or doing something with him. So that'll be kind of cool to try and figure out where those guys are throughout the uh, throughout the film. I don't know where Tom Hardy's going to be. He might be there with them. I don't know, um, but it's kind of cool. I like how they do that. I know one movie was. Uh, I think it was uh, the Force Awakens where uh, Daniel Craig was the uh, the stormtrooper that um, Ray told to drop his gun and leave out or leave the room and let her escape, which was pretty funny. I could definitely once I found that out, I definitely could hear his uh, his voice through the the helmet. So uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi is going to be an amazing movie. I think it's the longest of the entire series it's already projected to make a lot of money in the first weekend so and i'm sure it will because it's going to be like i said a great movie um some other movies coming out that look pretty interesting uh jumanji which is a uh it's i almost called it a rerun um it's a redone movie uh the original one or maybe not the original one but the the one i've seen had uh robin williams in it which was a, a good movie um, but this one has Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Karen, Karen Gil, Gillen. I think that's how you say her name. Um, this one looks more... It's more of a modern-day one where they use like a... It's like a video game console. So it's like an Xbox or PlayStation, something like that. And that's how they get into the game. Um, and it seems like it's more comedic than anything else. So it'll be interesting to see see how that goes. Um. Uh, let's see. Just looking at the list, that one really stuck out to me. There's one I probably, I probably won't watch it, but it sounds interesting. It's called I Tanya, and it's supposed to be like a a biography of Tanya Harding. And Margot Margot Robbie is uh is playing Tanya Harding. She looks exact almost exactly like her, which is even which is crazy how they can do that. Um, it looks like it would be a good movie, but I don't. I just don't think I'll see it. Um, maybe if it's out when it comes out on like DVD or something, maybe I'll I'll see it that way. That one looks interesting. Also, another one that looks interesting is Naples Forty Four. Um, it's based in Naples at the end of World War Two, and it has Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, one of the, I think the main character in it. Uh, the the plot is a. Uh, British intelligence officer in Naples at the end of World War II. Norman Lewis's acknowledged masterpiece about a war, war-torn city and its unforgettable huma- humanity. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big sucker for World War II stuff. So to see another World War II movie come out, it would be pretty cool. This one I'd probably go see. I also like Benedict Cumberbatch, so to see a movie with him in it is pretty, pretty cool. So I'll definitely probably be drawn to this movie. It doesn't really right right now. It doesn't really have a good rating, uh, which I don't really know how they 
I mean, obviously people have seen it somehow, but it comes out uh, in theaters November 29th. Uh, so I, it'll definitely be an interesting, um, interesting movie to go see. I don't know. I think it's going to be released. Yeah, it's, it's a doc, it's a documentary, so it might not be released to uh, all theaters, but somehow, some way, you'll be able to see it. Um, let's see if there's anything else. I, I've looked through this list before. Yeah, I don't I don't really see anything for December other than those movies that I just said. Uh, so it'll be pretty pretty cool uh, winter for for movies. I'm just excited about Star Wars, to be completely honest. That's, like, the main one I want to go see. If, uh, if you're into some horror movies, there's a, a couple coming out. Um, one's called Slumber, I believe. I think I just passed it. Um, where is it? 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 Yeah, it's called it's called Slumber. It sounds like a pretty creepy movie. Uh, a sleep doctor tries to protect a family from a demon that feeds on people in their nightmares. So, it, I mean, it kind of sounds like uh what is it i'm not big into horror movies so i might be wrong here but i think it's a uh, nightmare on elm street um kind of sounds like that but a little different uh it involves sleep and people's nightmares and stuff like that so that's kind of how it's uh, intertwined there but yeah those are those are the movies and stuff coming out that seem pretty cool in a, a review of uh Thor Ragnarok right now on uh, IMDB Ragnarok has an 8.2 out of 10 which is pretty good uh, I would probably give it a little more than that I'd probably say 8.5 uh, it was definitely a good movie and you should definitely go see it especially if you're into the Marvel C- uh, Cinematic Universe just because uh, it definitely has some plot lines to it for an- another one coming out definitely like other any other marvel movie definitely stay until after the credits because they have those extra credit scenes so definitely stay for that one um it's not a huge thing if you miss it but i would definitely i would i like to stay and watch them just so i know what's happening um because actually ragnarok starts off pretty much where doctor strange ends so you'll try you'll see like a if you didn't see Doctor Strange, well, one, you won't know who Doctor Strange is, but two, you won't know how Thor and, and him know each other. So that was definitely, I'm glad I, I stayed for the Doctor Strange one, and I'm glad I stayed for this, the, uh, the Thor's one. So I think that's going to do it for today. There's no really major news other than that stuff that I that I uh, was talking about with the Celtics and Patriots. Um so I think that's going to cut it a little early with this episode, but it's all we could fit into this at this time. Uh, there probably won't be another one for actually a couple days. So uh, if you want to stay tuned to this for a couple days, you'll, you'll find another one. Um, so yeah, that'll do it. Thanks for uh, tuning in and we will see you guys next time.